Hello, folks. Welcome back to a Loft Podcast. I know it's been a while. We got COVID-added. I don't know how else to say that. We got COVID-added. Uh, happy to have our co-hosts, I guess at this point, Jim and Vicky and their dog, Blue. Um, and I did not make that up, and that's not the name of my band. Happy to have them back in studio. You know their story. We're going to talk, uh, chat about quite a few things that are absolutely not even pertinent to aviation. Enjoy. That's a very generous rounding up of my capabilities, but but thank you for that. It's nice. It feels like coming back to family. So thank you for that. Well, welcome back. You you, you're, you guys can do headphones. Are you gonna do headphones, Vicky? Uh, oh come yeah, on. Yeah, come on, Vicky. Vicky, step up to the plate. Get involved. There you go. All right. Swing it around. Just just don't hit your vodka bottle. No, that's right. So. Oh. For those of you that don't know, the training program with uh, with Loft includes alcohol. So. Thank you. Okay, let us know if it's too loud because we got a little little controlly box here. No, we didn't good. used to have a little controlly box. Nothing but the best. Well, cheers! Thanks for coming, cheers. guys. Cheers. What's, which one is this? That is a Brunello. Oh, okay. So my favorite wine in the whole world is a Brunello. Is it really? No. Yes. Brunellos and Barolos. Those are those are my uh, my choices. That's not cheap. That's delightful. I, I, I would tell you that 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 cherry okay, induced vodka is pretty First awesome. First what? Number one. Oh, number one. Yours is way loud, Vicky. Mine, it's way too loud. All right. There you go. You is sound that better? Good. You sound good now. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> don't touch it, dear. Just well, leave it. Don't worry. We'll edit it out in post. Yeah, you're good. Did I curse? I, I, I hope so. It's all good. This has an explicit rating. We didn't that, get that by you know. That'll stay. Not cursing. That'll stay. Uh-oh, Blue's got something he wants to talk to you about. He's very concerned. This is delightful. Thanks for bringing this. This is, is absolutely uh, delightful. It is absolutely awesome to be here. All right, so let's get up to speed here. 400 hours you just told me you've now got. I do. I'm about 15 months, what did I do? August of uh, last year before, so I'm probably sitting at about 16, 17 months. 16 months. Fantastic. And... Uh, Somebody told me if you just stay out of the clouds and fly a lot, you'll get better someday. And that, that, was, that was good advice, whoever gave you that. But you, you've lied to me, though. I've caught you a couple times uh, on uh, Fly Tracker. It looks like you've been in the clouds. He's right? been in he's the been clouds. In the clouds. See, he's a liar. Vicky will straight shoot me. <laughs> she'll, keep, she'll keep me on. As long as it's on autopilot and cruise, I'll let it slide. But if it's on an approach, we're, you know, that's, that's unacceptable. No. That's you unacceptable. Know, I, Do you recognize this? Which one? Oh, this is this is amazing. I know. This is this is like a model that cost you nothing. <laughs> if I recall correctly, that cost me exactly nothing. Yeah. For those of you listening, it's a November 535, which happens to be my tail number uh, now, model. Now you did it. Now they're going to track you. Yeah, it's okay. Right. They won't learn much. No, they'll just call me and tell me if you've been in the clouds or not. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they don't call the FAA, I'm good. 400 hours uh, international stuff? You know, I've done uh, I've done a little bit of Canada. I did up into Waterloo and uh, across over to Winnipeg. So I've done a little Canadian stuff, and I've been working to get my LOAs and stuff sorted out, as uh, most of your listeners probably know. With ADSB out now, it's all good in the lower 48 states as far as RVSM and being able to fly at the high altitudes, which has always been a bit of a pain in the neck mm -hmm. uh, for a new jet pilot. It's like. That plane could fly at 41,000 yesterday, and now that I bought it, it's stuck at 28. <laughs> that seems kind of silly. 
Um, but I've got the I've got the, all those LOAs. In fact, uh, I, I got the LOA done. Should I be silly enough to think about you know Labrador Greenland? You're Iceland? thinking about it. You're oh, thinking yeah. about it heavily, from what I know. Yeah, CJ one's not the perfect plane for that mission. Yeah, well, we, we talked about it. I just unfortunately, I just there's not a lot of outs. No, there's no. You know, outs. you just yeah. don't have a whole lot of extra gas to mess with, and even though yours is avionics out quite nicely, um, it, it, I don't know. You know, I, I maybe I'm getting as I'm getting older. You can you don't have to whisper. Listen to no. Vicky, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to do it. Yeah. He's going. I can tell already. I know. You know, it's and it's you know that who's old. Not going. Me and the dog. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. She, she said, if you need a life raft on board, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Boy, that that should be our new motto. Yeah. <laughs> that should be but, our business plan. But but Noel said, look, it's it's, it's actually too, it's cheaper. Oh, it's cheaper. It's quieter. You'll get there faster. Just go on British Airways or United. Yes. Or, and, yeah. and, and you can drink all the way across the <laughs> pond. I, to me, that's the only decision at that point. They have those. I mean, that's what these glasses are, right? Yeah. Little champagne glasses from great. Eastern. Yeah, yeah. It's taken me a long time to get this collection going, and uh, these are this is my Eastern collection. It's, I have a PSA collection, a United collection, an American Airlines collection. I think I have American nice. Airlines bed sheets. I think I at this point. Yeah, I, for, for those for those of you who haven't visited Loft yet, the collection of memorabilia here is nothing short of stunning. He'll, you, you should pay a price of admission to at least come see that. <laughs> well, we had one instructor who was very industrious who claimed that uh, up or down. Up. Uh, which one is he? Uh, furthest front, right? One, two, three. Ow. There we go. Ow, 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 ow. Slightly better. Like, I take that back. He's three. Sorry. <laughs> I'm three. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. Thank oh, you. Okay. You have to turn way down. Yeah, there you go. Way down. Way down. There you go. Okay. So, um, so yeah, nice memorabilia. It's a wonderful place. We're sitting Thank in you. airline seats, drinking out of Eastern wine glasses that I think are collectibles, and uh, it's it's truly amazing. It's I had fun. I did uh, have one instructor in, in, who's a bit of an industrialist who said, you know, you could probably get some sort of qualification for a museum. Start taking a nonprofit. I bet, that, I bet that's true. <laughs> Look, I don't need that kind of trouble. Yeah. Let's just pay our taxes and be done with it. <laughs> how, how about a fully restored phantom ejection seat? Yes. Yeah. yeah I don't know what that's worth, but uh, yeah, the uh, I, I don't. I don't think I ever mentioned it, but we had a little bit of an incident with that. In that the rocket um, containers are safety wired, and they're safety wired and stamped with the manufacturer's stamp. So our L thirty nine mechanic was here. And he was in there looking at that seat because he was really intrigued by it. And he said, hey, I got some concerns here. This is still safety wired and stamped with a manufacturer stamp. And I, I said, what, what, what do you mean? He goes, I hate to say this, but I think this thing might be live. Are you sure it's been demilled? I said, actually, I'm not sure. You know, I just oh, bought it from a guy who knew a guy who had a wife that husband had passed away. Ooh. So sure enough, three or four days of pure panic. And we finally found the guy that refurbed the seat and he was an F4 mechanic, and so he had the stamp. Oh, so he so when he when he yeah when he demilled it, he just re safety wired it and put the stamp on. And you talk about authenticity, cool. but that's three days. You know, I made him call it up the stairs, <laughs> <laughs> try to try to kill my son. <laughs> yeah, and they dropped it twice. I'm thinking that, that for, not so for, good. Not for good. three days we were absolutely certain that thing was live. Wow. Nice. So, yeah. What do they say? Well, actually, I think tomorrow the seven minutes or seven. What is it? Seven minutes of pure terror. Is what uh, they're talking about the Mars rover. Oh yeah, yeah. So as yeah. it re-enters the atmosphere at Mars, it lands tomorrow. Yeah, that's and cool. So there's three of them in orbit right now, right? That's yes. Isn't Chinese, that crazy. Chinese, Russian, and ours, right? I think so. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Pretty amazing. So yeah, they're talking about what seven minutes of pure terror as it makes that descent. Oof. 
Jesus. I don't know how we got on that topic. Made it up. Uh, we are. We need to set Vicky up. She's 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 not got her original she's, drink that she needs. Oh, she's, I'm good. She's good for I'm self good. help. I'm I'm slow for now. You sure? Yeah. I don't believe her. Yeah. Keep her filled. Yeah. All right. See, <laughs> I told you. You you want to try the try the Russian stuff? I like that. Was that was a gift. Okay. You want anything with it? <laughs> Yours? No. Okay. I'm gonna put a couple of our ice cubes. I in. think that's a good idea. It's getting a little tight in here. That's because too many on mics. The floor. And I've seen um, quite a bit of uh, dog traffic. Yeah, that's outstanding. Uh, tell me a little bit about that because I, I've gotten a lot of the pictures, but I don't think I know exactly how it is that you got involved in that. Well, it's um, it's a great story because um, as much as anything, after I got typed here, um, you know, it wasn't very far after that that COVID broke, and um, that's you know, that's been fun. Yeah, well, that's been yeah, fun for been, all of us. Yeah, no yeah. fun for you for sure. <laughs> but but part of what was clear to me um, as I made the move up from the Meridian to the Jet is um, I need to fly, right? I, you know, I I need to get muscle memory, I need to get skilled, I need to get the experience because it's a, it is a pretty different experience. Great fun, but different. And so uh, we weren't flying very much because there wasn't a lot going on. So I volunteered for a, just a great charity outfit called Canine Companions. They, um, they breed dogs up in Northern California, and then they foster them out around the country. And uh, they, they go to foster homes for 18 months, and then they come back to Canine Companions to be married up with vets with disabilities or others that need a service dog. And their problem was that all of the freight dried up on the airlines because they you know, mothballed a bunch of planes and quit flying. And they could not get dogs from the West Coast east of the Rockies because nobody had planes. They hadn't thought, actually, about using private jets. Right. So I had to talk my way into the job, believe it or not. <laughs> they, were, they were worried that the dogs would, you know, not do the trip well. And I said, well, you know, baggage, 41,000 feet in a pressurized cabin, nice and warm. I don't think this is going to be a close call for the dogs. Right. I think they're going to love it. Right. So we've probably, Vicki and I have probably moved, uh, I'll say, 100 pups now. Fantastic. Um, all around the country. It's That's really neat. Great fun. That's really, really neat. Yeah. Really amazing. And some of them are puppies, I see, as well, yeah. right? Eight weeks. Eight yeah. weeks. All of them are. They're yeah. all eight weeks. <laughs> so you can stack. Does Lou get jealous? Uh, only, only if he gets invited. But <laughs> the, the, the interesting thing is, in a CJ, if you get the crate sizes correct, you can get 14 dogs on board. And that's it. And, I mean, it is, well, like, that's jammed gotta... inside there. Yeah. So... It was like a giant game of Tetris to figure out which crates could I use and how many could I stack in there and bungee cord in. Right. And we've got that all figured out now. Fantastic. That's excellent. We've been fortunate. <laughs> There's no, there hasn't been any accidents either. No. No, the dogs have been good. We, we kind of had some ground rules for their vets, and they ran it all through their, you know, their systems and said, look, no water the night before. Don't feed them the morning of. Yes. You know, we've moved enough rescue dogs that, you know. We, we do, yeah, we've done the same thing. Yeah. We've had a couple of them get sick. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just not, it's not good. Because so. it's emotion sickness. It's just something they've never felt before. That's right. Including the pilot. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. right. That's right. So it's been good fun. <laughs> so that's been that's been really, really fun. And it's, you know, it's it's been uh, a chance to fly and enjoy the flying and do something that makes a difference for these people, both the fosters and then ultimately where the dogs end up. So that's and, great flying, though, too, because it's all over the place. Airports you haven't been to before, approaches you haven't seen before. Exactly. And, and you know, as, as uh, and you and I have talked about this before, you know, the, the name of the game is to get your process down so that you can go into any airport. If it's got, you know, decent weather and, a, and minimum runway length, which for me, I've stuck to 5,000 feet as sort of the right metric. I'll, 
I could go into 4,000 if I needed to. I can do 4,500 comfortably, but 5,000 is what I shoot for. I think that's great. And then, just, then you can take some, you know, some some flub up stuff, you know, contamination, things you didn't count on. Yep. Now you're still protected no matter what happens. When you're starting to push that envelope, if anything, then that you know, water, just a, a light sprinkle goes through, and yeah. you don't have the proper reporting, especially if it's uncontrolled airport, you don't know about it. Yeah. Now you're slipping and sliding all over the place. Yeah, and look, doesn't this, take much to hydroplane. No, and the, and you know the CJ is such an honest platform. The braking is really outstanding. Its its performance is really terrific. So it's a, a you know, it's as good a platform to move up to as you could ever imagine. And I think to this day, I think uh, you know I'm in a 20 year old aircraft that is just like a dream to fly. Yeah, they they're wonderful airplanes. They really hit it out of the park. I, I think we've mentioned it before that I thought the CJ3, which your yeah. partner there has got himself into, is one of the finest airplane sessions ever made. I got to think that's one. The 3 Plus is is perhaps, you know, certainly from a single pilot point of view, just an absolutely outstanding That plane. avionics upgrade was exactly where it needed to be. I think the Collins Proline 21 has been clunky for a long time. A lot of pilots don't like it. Um, I don't mind it, you know. Obviously, actually, it's in our. I've sense. actually acquired a taste for it. It's funny. I was somebody, That's. Yeah. I was just going to say that the time seems to do that. Yeah. Initially, almost everybody hates it, but some folks end up liking it at the end. Yeah. I. I. Uh, somebody asked me when they, you know, when Garmin gets the the STC done at Jet Tech or wherever for this G six hundred and all the new stuff going in, would you spend the money? And the answer is no. I don't think I actually would. Yeah. I've got the best of both worlds with, you know, reliable Collins, you know, stuff, and I've got the GTN 750 and 650. So I've kind of... We have the same. The 750s yeah. are absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, I've box. had one issue with the 750s when they were doing all that GPS jamming testing. <sighs> um, there was definitely, you know, a lot of times where uh, we would actually lose the GPS signals, but that, you know, you knew it was coming, yeah. you know, and it's, uh, we both coming from a time when flying headings is not that big a deal. I, I told plenty of people when I was at the airlines, we used to get a heading all the way across the country yeah. with no GPS. <laughs> so it's completely doable. It, 240 it, will get you to the West Coast. It, it is amazing, though. <laughs> One of the airports we go into, because uh, Vicky's family lives back in Tampa, St. Pete, is we went into St. Pete, and they closed the big runway. And so you got a VOR approach to the small runway, which yeah, it wasn't that small. There's no issue with the length. But it's amazing how miserable a VOR approach is Ugh. after you've gotten used to RNAV Boy, approaches. Boy, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it's like, okay, the needles, yeah. are moving. What's happening here? What's I had to do an RNAV departure the other day, and I, I sat there for a long time <laughs> making sure it wasn't going to screw it up. Because the altitudes are the biggest thing, too. I'm like, all right, so is it at or above, or is it at? Or I'm sitting there, and I'm going, you know, I think I'm just going to ask. Yeah. Because <laughs> it wasn't depicted properly on the chart, um, the one I was looking at, and I, so I was confused for a minute. But it was my fault because I just glanced down at the bottom, and then there was the, the you know, the, the verbal or the um, the written description, and right there it said, you know, uh, at or above eight. Well, some of the dog runs we've done have been into Memphis International, into Orlando International, not executive. And, you know, I like flying into big, serious airports because it gets you sharp, right? You're going to fly an arrival, and you're going to fly the arrival. I mean, you, you're in there mixing with a bunch of heavy iron, and they don't, you know, they don't want you doing 160 knots because you're nervous. <laughs> <laughs> they want you doing 210 because that's what they... That's well, what, you're going to do 210. Yeah, you're yeah. going to do 210. Best <laughs> forward speed. Yeah, yeah. Best forward speed did not mean 170. So, you know, <laughs> pick it up, pick it up. Yeah, that's I completely agree with you. And it, and it definitely puts you on uh, on high alert because you've got so many other airplanes too. And you, you don't want to hold up three or four airplanes no. coming in there. No. All right, so you're actually been going into some of the major airports then. 
Yeah, I, uh, you know, we do when we go to New York. I, take, I try to stay away from. Them. I'm picking white planes. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you've got, you've got the dream route. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're we're often hitting pretty good sized airports. So, um, you know, Memphis was Memphis was actually interesting. I've never seen so many FedEx planes in my entire life, yeah. and and it's a big runway. It's like going. In, I've been into DFW. I've been into Memphis. Um, you know, it's never my first choice because the reality is, as capable as these planes are, and you know, I'm getting better and more comfortable with speed. The reality is, there's so many good feeder airports. If I'm going to Dallas, I'm going into Love Field, yeah. or you know, I'm going. And it's, in, a, it's a timing issue too, because at Dallas Fort Worth, you're going to sit on the ground for a while. I mean, that's just a fact. You're going to taxi for 40 minutes. That's you a fact. To, you have to refuel yeah. you know, after you've done taxi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about Miami? When we go down to Miami, Miami's actually we're going. You into, know what's nice about Miami? It's really close to the United States. Yeah. <laughs> but then we're, we're going to go on to Key West. Oh, I love Key West. Yeah. We're going into Oscar Papa Foxtrot, which is, I think, Opalaka. Ocala. Opalaka. Opalaka. And it's, it's a nice, reasonable. Opalaka is awesome. Yeah, nice airport. Yeah. Nice it's, airport. it's right in the middle of the ghetto. So you spend, when you leave Opalaka, make sure that you have one in the chamber. Yeah. All the way for about about 20 miles, and then you're clear. Yeah, you're good. it's all good. Yeah. And Perfect. we're going there because... <laughs> because it's close to business. Miami. Yeah. Close to Miami. <laughs> yeah. Right. On our way to Key West. I think it's actually the better airport to go into uh, for, for South Florida. It's yeah. it's Opelaga, and they've got three or four really nice FBOs there. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good spot. And it's, and it's, it's great, too, because the arrivals bring you down the west coast of Florida. So you're basically away from all the traffic. And then they turn you in at the last minute and just drive you straight into Opelaka. Nice. So there's no, you know, coming into San Diego or Carlsbad, you know, we're always going over Catalina and all that nonsense. Yeah. The, the, it's, a, it's basically a straight shot. And I love going out of there, too, because it's the same thing. The way those airports are positioned from Miami, um, you're not going to be in conflict with Miami's traffic. So straight straight away departures out of Opelika and straight away arrivals going in there too. So it was one of my favorite airports to go into. Coming home from uh, from Key West is going to test the the legs on the CJ one, and that you know that when you buy a CJ one, you know that that's what you're up against, right? You've got some limited distance that you can travel, but we'll go into. I think we'll not according to Tamarack. Yeah, well, by the way, <laughs> Tamarack says you can go coast to coast both yeah. ways. <laughs> I, I've listened to his other podcasts. I'm like, Jesus, Nick, I don't think that's true. <laughs> Nick, Nick is a marketer. He is. I love him to but, death. And by the way, I've got the wings. As you know, so I've do we. Winglets, yeah, and, and I and I love him. I they, love him too. I, I get frustrated because I see all the stuff online. I see a lot of the pilot group are just filleting these things, and I got and I just. It, it's everything I can do not to not to chirp in on those on those right. conversations online, and it's all I can do not to say, guys, I, I don't think you understand. The safety is one thing in your opinion. If you've never been there or you haven't had an incident with it, and I have, I was part of the testing program. I've seen what these things do when they completely malfunction. It is a non-event. Right. Pull the speed back. Do what they it, tell you to do. You don't do anything. I mean, if you did nothing, you're still fine. The airplane yeah. flies fine. Now, all of those things have been fixed through the appropriate process of an AD service bulletin, and they fixed it. So all I can say is now I absolutely adore these things because I spend so much money, so much less money on gas. Yeah. Period. End of story. I don't care what happens. And there was an instance where I was coming back from... On a dog run, we went and picked up a couple strays for a, a neighbor friend of mine, brought them back into Big Timber Airport, which is the middle of nowhere, no gas, and I still got to pop over the hill to Bozeman. And I was in the air for four hours, and I landed with plenty of gas to get wow. there. Plenty of gas. And I was fighting 120 knots on the nose. Mm. No way a straight CJ with no winglets would have done that. Yeah. 
I can't. We I've spoken to to Nick a lot on the threes and all the other stuff, and I think sometimes too he just he gets misunderstood because of the the engineering that he brings into the discussion. But I think if you listen carefully, you know they're. Unfortunately, it, it, some of the rhetoric that got out there, I, I just don't think it's fair. And, yeah, you know, it, it's, I, I agree. It's, it's my personal opinion. And I get to give that opinion because you and I both own them. Yeah. I, so, and I, I think I get to speak eloquently on that, and I've seen them fail. I, I've told people, I said, look, you, you, you can go look at the data. The data seems rock solid. And I met Nick and his team when I was at Oshkosh the last time, year before this last one got canceled. And the reality is um, it, it adds significant performance. And if you just think about it at the margin, I can climb a little bit quicker. I can get to 401 when I need to. I yes. can go a little bit further. I can. I have a bit more of a cushion. In fact, if you fly V-Ref Honest um, and watch the donut, you're flying too fast. Yeah, right? well, that's the, a fact. The yeah. reality is you're going to float. Yep. And the winglets are giving you that extra cushion of landing speed. So if you look at all those things on the margin, and, and besides that, Vicky says they look cool. Yeah. <laughs> they finish off the plane. All yeah. right. Yeah. There you the go. The wings look naked now. If yeah. They look at a plane and go, oh, no winglets. I think so, that's a good point. It really is. And, and, you know, your mind must be telling you something. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can tell that there are things that look like they don't go through the air well, and they don't. Yeah. So was, I think there's there something a, to be said for that. I forgot what airport we were at. It might have even been at Hayward. But we there was a four that was on the ramp, and Vicky said, what, what's that plane? I said, it's CJ4. She says, God, it's ugly. It doesn't have any winglets. What's wrong with that plane? I said, shh, shh. That, that, that's the best in breed, the fastest they make. That, that's the Everybody sing- knows that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the guy's taking fours back to their to the, to the Cessna going, hey, can we have our threes back? Oh, my God. Three plus is a better plane, right? It really is it a just, cool plane. I, it is. And, I, and, and they all know that. Now, I will say, I recently had a client, too, that said, you know, I just want to go and pick out the colors for my brand new CJ4, and it's a dream of mine. Yeah. I know full well that there's other ways to go and, and perhaps a different performance, but that's not what I want to do it for. You know what? I respect that completely. Absolutely. I get it. Yeah. You know, there's just buying a used car is buying a used car. Buying a brand new vehicle has its allure. You may only do it once, but to, to have that dream and to go to the Cesta Service Center, and I've been in there looking at those, you know, those swatches, it's fun. Yeah. That's cool. You know, and there's something to be said for that. But the, Next the, life. Next life. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. I, I was a little disappointed by the... Four upgrade, the four plus, or what are they calling it? Have they got Gen a four? Two. Gen two, I'm sorry. The yeah, th- I mean they need a four plus with the Garmin three thousand stuff in it, right? I mean, what what are they waiting for? I don't I don't know what the plan was there because they were following the plus series and that seemed to be a successful marketing system yeah. for them. And I thought it was I, I thought what they were doing with the plus was good. I think maybe it's coming, and I think what the Gen two is is because there was no avionics upgrade because there was you know some of the things that the plus series did have. They didn't do on this. So I, I, maybe it's a, a two-pronged attempt. You know, it's hard to say from a marketing standpoint what they're going after. But maybe the 4-plus is coming. Yeah. You know, and, and the FAA has already told them there will be no CJ5. So they put their foot down from a single pilot standpoint. Oh. Yeah. They're yeah. done. So yeah. they, they're like, well, look, the insur- the four, you guys push the 4. We'll let it go, but there is no 5. And, and look, the reality is the insurance companies aren't going to insure them. I mean, I, it's, it's already gotten, I think you're right. I, I, I couldn't get insured single pilot in the 3-plus. There, there's another cup there, too, I think, the larger No, one. it's okay. I'll just drink out of the can. I, I have many cups. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Ice? Ice? Oh, Jesus. Drink it right Thick, yeah. Possible. <laughs> So what do you, I do what not do you, require much. So no, what do you, I wanted to mention one more thing on those yeah. on those winglets too, because this is something that I personally experienced, um, not having anything to do with the test program, not having anything to do with you know Ike and Nick and his product. I'd never flown an airplane where it had my full undivided attention 
from 37,000 feet to 41, um, and even even 32,000 feet. And what I mean by that is is that it was so marginal on the climb out that say you know, and you would never climb an airplane at vertical speed unless you're psychotic, no, yeah. you know. But from 32,000 feet to 41,000 feet at 500 feet per minute, you could not do that. Right. In any temperature, at any weight, it's just it wasn't. It wasn't, it was so on the line. And I, my, my eyes were just glued at the AOA. Yeah. I have found that in the last 15 flights or so, I'm not even looking at it anymore. Yeah. Because I know the, uh, the amount of energy that still exists in that wing when I get to 40 or 41, which I never felt comfortable operating the CJ-1 in, I was always 36, maybe 37. Yeah. If things got really sketchy on gas, I'd try to creep up to 38 or 39 later in the flight. But now, I don't even worry about it anymore because I know there's so much latent energy left in that wing, which is seen by the minute that nose comes forward, the acceleration. And I've videotaped it a couple of times, trying to give it to you know Nick and, and group to say, hey, look, this is what I'm seeing, is look at the residual energy that exists in this wing once you're at this altitude and yeah. the acceleration that takes place. And watching the AOA, I mean, it never did that. So to I, me, it gave me a level of comfort where that airplane specifically, it always had my full undivided attention from, you know, roughly 35 all the way up to whatever your cruise altitude was based on that AOA. Yeah, if you talk to CJ-1 guys that don't have the winglets, they would never, ever think of going 410 well, in positive, positive ISA temperatures. It's not, not going to happen. Right? In, yeah. in With the Tamaracks, you might decide to level out at 390 and get some speed. And I have. I have definitely yep. done that a couple of times. But I feel immediately comfortable when I see still how much energy there yeah. is there. Yeah, and, and I've I've climbed because I needed it for fuel at ISA plus five, plus six, plus seven, up to four one zero because I wanted the fuel, and uh, and and you're right. I pay attention to the AOA when I'm in that situation, but otherwise, it's it really does work. Yeah, well. I, I you know there's two sides to every story, and I definitely appreciate if something's gone wrong and there were some issues. I don't see that here. I really do feel, and I, and I and I have no monetary reason for saying so, other than the gas he keeps saving me. To, to say that I think he got a bad rap on this one. I really do. And, well, I, and I hope that, you know, maybe the stink just never comes off, you know, but I just, it, well, it they're should. Well, they're selling winglets, and they look, the reality is when you finally unraveled all the nonsense over in Europe that got them grounded. Yeah. I mean, well, that, you mean the lying that the took guy place. Was, the guy was, you know, to be kind, a flat-out liar. Yeah. I mean, that's his kind of interpretation. There's a video out now that I've seen that is sort of his version of the facts turned into a rendering, which is complete nonsense. I mean, he's got that plane doing things that just were not, they didn't happen. Yeah. And and sadly, I mean, it really made Nick and the team's life miserable for, call it six to nine months. Yeah. But I'm, I'm delighted to see them rebounding back and selling winglets. And it's a, it's a great product, it's high quality. I agree. Well, it saves, sure saves us a lot of money. Yeah. You I'm, know, and I and I was very happy when I landed an airplane. You know, that didn't have any jet fuel. <laughs> they have it, but you got to call them. You yeah, know, they got to show up. They get a call out fee and all that nonsense. But to 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 completely not have to do that was was quite nice. Nice. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. And I think he's got some other projects too that are spinning up. It may take him. So in talk different talk to me about upset training. Oh, I would love to. I would so love I, to. I, as you as you know, um, and you know, for your listeners, I'm you know I'm coming up on birthday oh. sixty eight, and the reality is is a lowish time. I'm almost four hundred hours, which is good for the amount of time I've been flying. 
you know, the insurance, my eyes on the insurance all the time. And, uh, and, and they're I, not necessarily as concerned with total time as they are in the last 12, six months. You know, yeah. that's what they want to see. When you start going stale, they, their matrix will yeah. show that that is very dangerous, regardless yeah. of your training. And I'm going to move a lot of dogs to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> but, but that one, makes everybody happy. One, one of the interesting things, at least as I've thought about this in fighting the insurance companies, aside from the fact that I want to, I want to be safe and current and well-trained, is I'm you know I'm doubling up on my 6158s and doing them every six months instead of every was year. Was that your choice or did the yeah, insurance no. company suggest it? No, 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 it was my choice. I, I told my broker. Did they give you a break? Well, you're never quite sure because they're they're not the most honest people I've ever met. But retail but, uh, price being five thousand dollars when it was actually four. Yeah, in a mar- <laughs> in a market where I think most people were seeing 20, 30, 40 percent up, I was flat year one to year two. Oh, even I wasn't flat. Yeah, so really? I was flat. Yeah, I went up twenty percent last year. Yeah, I was flat. So I, I think that was good. But what I told my broker is I said, look, we're going to put together. A, it's a good thing to do, but B, I want you to market it this way. I'm going to be aggressive about staying on top of the game. I'm going to do an extra 6158. I'm going to do the CJ Pilots gold proficiency, you know, requirements, which is part of my question about upset training, right? Either getting another type rating or, you know, another rating of some kind or going and doing upset training or something else. Right. Um, can be part of getting your gold renewal. And I think the insurance company cares about that stuff. Well, not only that, let me take it one step further. Um, UBS has already announced that they are would happily substitute every other year a 6158 with an upset recovery course. Now, that's good heads-up play. That means that they already understand that opposed to you going back for your yearly um, aircraft-specific training, they'll substitute Wow. An upset recovery. Now, guess what, who, who's blocking that? The feds. They're way behind on that. Yeah, so, you know, their their ability to pivot is not – and I think we've talked about it before. The insurance companies lead the charge here. Yeah. So if they've accepted the fact that they went, well, wait a minute. Uh, let's see. You know, 75 percent of all the aircraft accidents last year were all loss of control. Right. You know, that's that's not a small number. That is the majority of hull losses that we had to pay for. Yeah, why don't we see if we can teach these pilots a little bit more how to do this. I, I – I've said it here on this podcast. I've said it to anybody that will listen. Um, not 100%, not 100%, but almost every time I'd put a pilot upside down in the L-3090, pull the stick in his lap or her. <laughs> they would just do it. Yeah. You know, the only guy the only guy that didn't was a fucking Marine F-18 pilot. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he didn't tell me that prior. Uh, and I just, he oh, just, he, he was completely calm about it. He just pushed forward a little bit and just rolled the thing, yeah, you know? Nice. And it was just, I was like, wait a minute. You just instantly sense a sandbag, yeah. you know? Yeah. But <laughs> but everybody else, it's just that it's that natural, disp- they don't do it the second time because we talk about it because they scare the crap out of themselves the first time when they do it. Yeah. And that's why I don't tell them what's going to happen is because that natural reaction to do that, I want them to see, look, your natural instinct was completely wrong. Right. Uh, astonishingly incorrect. Because your thought process in putting negative or even zero G on the airplane is completely counterintuitive to anything you've ever done. Yeah. Right? And then the amount of pilots that have never been upside down in a jet is amazing. Oh, yeah. So this, I think the insurance most, companies... Most of us. Yeah, I think the insurance companies are well aware of the fact that the the training environment, the 3D training environment that should take place is going to save airplanes. It's just going to save airplanes. Well, it's uh, it, 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 it's nice, and I think part of the burden is actually on us to be safe and on us to be sort of proactively um, working. Get over there. Yeah, come on. <laughs> 
What do you, you're not saying anything. You're just sitting there. Well, he's just he's just watching the volume meters yeah. go well, up. No, and give him some first. He's the guest, and go. it's his wine. Thank you. These are all great points. <laughs> you know, I, I I actually think, and it's a little bit how I think about healthcare and everything else. You have to own taking care of yourself. And if, if we can't be the advocates with the insurance companies and find the ways to try and push that envelope Thanks, a little bit, a bunch of us just aren't going to be able to fly, which would be really sad. Yeah. And, and we were talking about that, too. As as the insurance companies are now starting to clamp down on the age thing, there's plenty of ways to, to, to get rid of that uh, concern. And I have said to anybody, again, that will listen, look, it's not age. Trust me. I've had conversations with 50-year-old pilots that I have to say, do you enjoy golf? <laughs> you should. You, you're done. You can't fly airplanes anymore. Yeah. I don't. Your deterioration is to the point where you're now in jeopardy of hurting yourself, especially single pilots. Yeah, because you got nobody watching your bag. But and I've had 75 year old pilots that have at least 10 years left. Easy. So yeah. it's it's not an age thing. It's nope. how do you treat your liver? You know, I yeah. I have told Colin numerous times he needs to lay off the wine because that's my liver and I want a piece of it. There you go. <laughs> I've destroyed mine. It's 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 not recoverable at Spare this point. Spare parts, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's how you take care of it, and I'm yeah. growing a new one. There you go. <laughs> it's all it's all fully grown. It's all fully ready grown. to be harvested. I, I hear you can take thirty percent and you recover within months. I, yeah. It's a fact. It's amazing. It's a medical yeah. fact. That's right. So I, that makes your point exactly. I yeah. think. So from an upset standpoint, our um, uh, we sold our other airplane, and yep. then we were in the process of, of building this new one. Yep. Uh, it is almost done, so I'm hoping. We've been told March. I'm uh, I'm realistic about it. It's probably more April, maybe even into May. Hopefully, he's not listening to this. Are you are you going to be Are you going to base the uh, L39 here in Carlsbad? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's great. And uh, and it's going to have the the Garrett 731 motor in it, not the Ivchenko that's you just used to scare the the crap out of me. So I'll show you here. This is the, that's the tail. Oh, how beautiful. <laughs> it looks like a loft commercial. Oh, wow. Nice. It's got our symbol on the tail. Nice. <laughs> it is a breathtaking airplane. I mean, for the amount of money, it. I mean, it is one of the best cost values. For, I mean, I look at them every year I go to Oshkosh. There'll be, you know, 30 of them there. Yes. They're just breathtaking airplanes. They really are neat. And now there is some junk on the market. Yeah, yeah. You know, the experimental status has gotten uh, a few people into not taking care of these things. But uh, this thing is immaculate. It was a barn find. So we literally, the the guy that had the airplane um, had a a maintenance bill that wasn't paid. Uh And so he just repossessed the airplane and literally stuck it in his barn for 10 years. Oh, wow. And my mechanic found it. And we pulled it out of the barn and paid the guy his money and then we've spent the last three years i think it's been way longer than it was supposed to well keep me on your prospect list this is part of my 2021 get insured for you know one more year program we'll put you we'll we'll have you first in line first in line and we're we're looking forward to it too because the insurance companies um we had one client that was able to uh to cover the cost of the course with the discount that he got from the insurance company wow so it was zero zero net gain and again with their thought process that we at some point might be able to supplement a 16158 that is exciting yeah that is exciting and and i will say that the only guy that didn't get anything out of it was the blue angel <laughs> he just yeah. we came back and i went you were just wasting my time right you? <laughs> you know it was just a non-event for him and of course but um i other than him everybody else no matter what their qualifications were even military guys um are completely um going to get something out of it that's yeah. just a fact and so uh, and i think that's neat and that's that's Is it, it's upset and spin training yeah no no we cannot spin the l39 you're dead it won't come out of it got it um 
it is strictly upset, and that's all we do in it. We don't do typewritings. We don't do recurrencies or anything of that nature. I just I don't want that kind of liability. Yeah. Um, but in. the upset stuff is is fantastic. And and again, the the weight, um, the throttle control, the spool up time, um, it's a little heavier than Citation, but it's astonishingly close to the Citation and how it operates. You know, it's cable and pulley. Same thing as the Citation, so you don't have any hydraulics or anything of that nature. So the feel's the same. Now, the roll rate's a little different. Yeah, <laughs> I would think. <laughs> but we don't, that's not what we're up there for. It's not an aerobatics course. Yeah. It is, you know, very low energy, put you in a very low energy state, um, and, and show you what, what I've really started to focus in on is what um, zero G, not even negative, but zero G or a half a G, the difference in the controllability of the aircraft you know, where if your stall speed's at 110 knots and you have no aileron control, push forward a little bit, even, even you know, minus, so let's say, 0.5G, even then, you're going to get 20, 30 knots back instantaneously. Exactly. Yeah. Get your roll back. You can almost, almost, obviously, almost zero airspeed at zero to negative G, and you have aileron control. Nice. And the same in the CJ, you know, yeah. not that I've ever done that, but I assume so. <clears throat> nice. <laughs> but it's worth it. it it is worth the experience um, because it opens your eyes to controllability of the aircraft. Well, you know, you, if you get in trouble, is your first inclination to push down? No. Yeah. Well, it, it, it does one of the really valuable things, which is it teaches you where the edge of the envelope is, right? And or at least what yours is. That's right. Because that airplane is way outside mine as well. You know, 9Gs right. is not something I need to do on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, but it certainly can do that if you asked it to. But it's where your box is and to take you outside of your box. Because at some point, your airplane's going to do that. And many, if you've seen it before, it's not that big a deal. How many fuel stops do you need to get from Montana to Carlsbad? Two. <laughs> Do you really? In the L39. Oh. <laughs> he he thinks it's going to Montana. <laughs> he's no. he's thinking he may have to do the upset recovery in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> Mine will make it, but uh, yeah. Very exciting. I'm really glad. It, it'll be neat to see. And then we took those pesky tip tanks off too. We have winglets. Not 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 next, but uh, the the standard ones. Nice. I'm excited. So so am I. I just we just want to get it here. It's been three years in the making and. Uh, some of that's my fault too. You, you you have to write them checks to get him to continue to work for you. What, so. What's happening with the fleet of ninety one and one thirty five drivers in the in the citation world these days? The the market obviously in the in the flying over the last nine to twelve months has been really challenging. I think the part ninety one guys, at least at the FBO, that we're part of up in Hayward, have been actually more busy than the one thirty five guys. So we're. We're actually doing. We're buying most of the fuel, yeah. which which has been uh, sad and yet you know good for us, but um, sad for them. Some of the 135 operators are here at Palomar. Um, they have seen such an increase in the last month and a half to two months. They can't keep up with the business. That's great. So yeah, it is the the corporate side is exploding. I mean, who wants to get on an American Airlines yeah. super, super 80 right now? You just you just don't, you know. And then and the people that were maybe right there on the edge. All of a sudden, a seven thousand dollar round trip to Las Vegas in a private jet all by yourself seems pretty bloody attractive, yeah. you know. And I will say too that the affordability with the light jet market, with a lot of these operators realizing that, bringing in the King Airs, the Pilatuses that are getting one thirty five qualified, um, the CJ market, et cetera, et cetera. These are um, very inexpensive airplanes to operate. They can bring that rate down. And the people that could barely afford charter before are able to afford it now. And why wouldn't you? Is if you needed to do two trips on an airliner, you can get it down to one trip on a corporate jet, 
And it's a little more expensive. There's no question about that. But it changes everything, the dynamic. And, and it's just like anything. Once you go to first class, you can't go back. Yeah, no. I, I, <laughs> I tell, Riding I tell coach part- middle seat next to the bathroom is not going to happen. I tell partners of mine, I said, don't, don't do it unless you're ready to oh, keep doing it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, there is, you spoiled. roll up in your airplane and your car's waiting there for you. Come on. Uh, what are you, you going to do? <laughs> it just makes you work harder because you don't want to lose that. <laughs> yeah, the, hard, the hardest part of today for Vicki and I was we landed at Carlsbad and there was... I don't know, Avis rental car here at the local FBO, and uh, we could not figure out how to make the back door open. <laughs> there were there were three of us out there, two line guys and me, at the back of this Ford Edge or whatever the hell it was. And uh, apparently, one of the guys got a radio call from his other guy who knew the truck or knew the car. Or something he said, um, y- y- "You three look." Pretty stupid out there. <laughs> How many people does it take to open up the back? Well, end he can't of the car? park either. So we have we have a running bet here at Loft because oh, our offices it. face the parking lot, oh, yeah. and we funny. notice when clients show up, we look and see how they park. Yeah. And if they park like this, you don't want them. We're, they're going to have to get like ten more what hours. Hit the hit, hit the white line. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> That's ten more hours right there, there was before you can get your me. recurrent. It's all good. Nobody was near you. That's true. I I, I know a good school. <laughs> and you can tell just how they park. Oh yeah, so I good. bet. I bet you can. You want, you want a couple of my low time tips for guys that are yeah. you know under. You under... know, before we go down that road, how about the the gas issue we talked about last time? Did we? That oh, was a, my God. what a nightmare that was. It, it was. In you, fact, it's been fuel, the fuel only, filter bypass lights. It's only it's the only recurring maintenance problem that's haunted me for the 350. Hours. Everybody with a CJ, I told you. Yeah. CJ and CJ one. Everybody. Not so, as bad as you, but so, it's it's so, a commonality. So Textron and Williams finally said we've put all the fuel filters in there. You're going to put in. <laughs> We're over you, this. You, you've done the bio bore, and if anything else happens and hurts the engine, this is on you. So, here's what you're going to do. So we uh, we took it to Textron, and they brought in uh, not that you probably know well SWAT. SWAT does interior tank cleaning for commercial airliners and others. And we said, okay, I give up, right? I literally, we've done everything we know how to do. We've checked the well, fuel. Well, at that point, it's obvious it's yeah. contamination. And and in fact, when they took uh, when they took pictures inside the tanks, despite using BioBorn, despite shocking and everything else, there was a lot of contamination. A lot was, of crud in there. Yeah, oh, microbes. Was there really? It yeah. Kind of looked like brown green sludge on the walls towards yeah, the, the fuel back tanks. of the wings. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's that's what we always talk about. So you know what happened. You know exactly what happened. Before you bought the airplane, yeah, they somebody ran wasn't using Prist. They ran it without Prist. They weren't running Prist. Oh, yeah. is that what And then we... he started running Prist and killed them all. Yeah, now they're there. Oh. Now you... they're there, and they're going to stay there until somebody vacuums them out of there. So we, uh, we, that's, a, we... that's a great we example the, of why you always use it. We bit it the bullet. We cleaned it. And, and to their credit, Textron did a really nice job staying on top. I said, look. Here's my one ask. Williams was finally the one that said, Jim, you're done. Yeah, wi- okay. yeah. Williams basically said, look. You're going you, to cook our motor. Yeah, you're going to cook the motor, and it's going to be on you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, ooh, uh, and I said uh, that's a, that. That's a half a million dollars that you're not interested in. The shot across my bow has been registered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, understood. And we're going to respond. Yes. <laughs> so, so, yes, that uh, knock on wood, that problem appears to be in the rearview mirror. We're actually, it's going in for some re- minor recurring maintenance, normal dock checks, and I'm going to put new filters on it to clean up whatever might have come out of the wash and the clean. And so I think we'll probably be home free from there. I so, hope so. Perfect. Well, yeah. you haven't had you haven't had an issue since, no. right? No. Nope. Yeah, there you go. It's been no, all good. No, when you spotted light comes on. When you spotted the Mars invaders, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was it. And by the way, I, for those of you who don't know this, one of the things when I was doing my, uh, my check ride, 
we did the Noel Torture new pilot with this light went on. What does it mean? Yeah, I know that's what it says. What does that mean? Yeah, you know, that's, that, my, that's my yeah. standard oh my go-to. God. It drives every pilot insane. Yeah, it's, it's all good. I have not made any new friends doing this job. One of the biggest pieces of advice he gave me <laughs> when we got to the, you know, the, the, the break, the uh, flaps are in ground position as opposed to, you know, 35 degrees. You will see this alarm. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen. And I didn't do that on your check ride, though, because I'm not allowed to. No. I can't teach. Yeah, but, but you told me that. And sure enough, I'll bet six times in the last 12 months, and all you do is you wiggle the lever a little yeah. and the light goes out. But yeah. I, I can only imagine if you were freshly minted, just type rated, and that light came on, you're going, holy crap, what does that mean? <laughs> so yet again, another uh, thank you for that. Yes. Uh, appreciate yes. it. We've had several pilots land and uh, oh. because of a high press online or something of that nature oh. where it was probably a pretty simple fix. But I will say most of the time, though, everybody makes you know good, safe decisions based on that. You know, it's 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 a reminder though that um, these planes, like all planes, they're not new, and things are going to go wrong. I had a flight. Uh, I was going back to Daytona. I crewed at the Rolex Twenty Four Hour Race a couple weeks ago. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, I didn't know can... anything about that. Yeah. What? So what's I did not I, I I didn't process it. Then he started sending me some pictures of the car. I deduced it. He was a bit <laughs> vague about what was going on there. So what? You guys have a car. I uh, I volunteer. Crews on a team. I crew. I crew on a professional IMSA car race team. God, they uh, they run cool. the the class is the LMP2 prototype class. So, the really interesting news: we won the championship last year, and our driver from last year therefore gets invited to go run the role uh, the uh, 24 hours of Le Mans. Ah, Le Mans. Oh. So I will probably be at Le Mans in June crewing, which is and why you want to fly your own airplane. He yeah. will not be flying. No, he himself. will not. We, you and I have put our foot down. That's Are right. we in agreement on that topic? My foot is no, down. No. All right. I don't have a life raft. British yet, so. Airways. Yes. British Airways. <laughs> First so, class. I'll pay. Yeah. So I'm. I, yeah, I crew. <laughs> I've been doing this now for five seasons, and and the other thing is, it gives me a reason to fly again yeah. to new and different places. So yes. we do races at Daytona and Sebring. Watkins Glen and Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, uh, you know, all over the place, Detroit. And uh, and I fly and I go visit a couple of our companies while I'm in the neighborhood and uh, and That's then brilliant. stop by and do the race. That's brilliant. Yeah. So you're going to do Le Mans this year? I will do Le Mans in June. Yeah. yeah I'll, and I'm my job in the crew is, uh, believe it or not, I'm not an IT guy, but I do IT setup and IT teardown on the pits. I move stuff around and put things together. But my real job is the fire bottle guy. So when there's a pit stop, and at the 24-hour race, we had 32 pit stops over the course of 24 hours. I'm, I'm over the wall carrying a fire extinguisher to make sure if there's anything that goes wrong, yeah. we're, we're on, you know, ready to go. That's really neat. But That's I'm, really neat. I'm have, you, have you been able to drive the car? I have not driven this car. I've driven several of our other cars, and there's a reason I should not drive cars. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the fact that an annual budget to run one on a relatively modest program is two or three million bucks, yeah. it, it's worse than planes. It's the one thing worse than owning airplanes. Yeah. yeah. But I was flying well, east. Boats. boats is pretty bad. Oh, no, planes. No, I boats can are, argue with that. Which, which, which boats, maybe? Well, that's that's right. yeah. go, go, no, give the other. Speak on it. Yeah, she wants a boat. She'd trade the plane in a Well, let's talk. What, what kind of boat? Let's talk about that. Boat. Oh, that's not a problem. That's no. fine. Yeah, those are fine. fine. They, those, those are fine. I have a cheap jet. Fine. It's it's easy. It's a citation. <laughs> no upgrades. We'll get a boat. <laughs> so I was flying east, going to Daytona. We had some dogs on board. In fact, I took uh, two dogs to Kansas, five dogs to Dallas. One last dog went with me to Memphis. I did some meetings, and then I went on to Daytona. And sure enough, along the journey, mm-hmm. all of my left side fuel, flow, level, oil pressure, oil temperature, gone. yeah. And then a message in the middle of my PFD going, you know, AOA out, engine one out. And I'm going, 
Those are not messages that are ideal, but but multiple failures is almost impossible. Yeah, in and a so, like this. And I'm flying along, and I'm going, okay, well, it's making plenty of power. The temps are good. There's no alarms on the enunciator panel. This is obviously, you know, indication and get over it. And it's a DC, DCU board or yeah, something in the back. Board. But it's but it's a good reminder that you just take a deep breath and relax. Oh the no, panic is flying. good. Don't don't no. underestimate panic. Panic is fine. Pan, panic Overrated. is fine. This is also why they do not put ejection seats in uh, corporate airplanes. Because <laughs> I would have ejected four times already. <laughs> gone. Just out. Just gone. I'm out of here. My stories are nothing like your failures, man. I didn't. What's that? A coffee maker that wasn't. Uh, working. I've never pierced through the fuselage with you know shrapnel from an engine failure. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Mine are much lower key than yours. <laughs> I just don't like what is it the um com- not compression failure what is it oh yeah decompression decompression when yeah, all the air gets bad. sucked out of the plane yeah it yeah. makes it hard to make that, it makes hard to us twice it, why? yeah it's hard decision making it's hard decision making at that point that's why they have an oxygen mask it really has happened to you guys twice twice yeah once in the meridian once, once in, in the, the meridian, cj and once in the cj oh that's right i forgot about yeah, that yeah, well okay. it was the the controller that went bad on you it was the outflow valve in the back on the CJ, and in the in the Meridian, yes, it was the controller. It was the computer. Yeah. So one of the outflows in the back yeah. was just open. Yeah, it just op- it, it spontaneously it, it, opened. Did it do what it was supposed to do and shut? It did not at thirteen thousand. It's supposed to go to thirteen thousand and stop. <laughs> right. And the answer was no, no, no. We were we were on our way to twenty five. <laughs> so it was started stuck. It was actually physically it was, stuck it was open. Physically stuck. Yeah. Uh, well, the, and, other, the other one, it's supposed to be able to maintain pressurization with one of those valves open. It's supposed to. That's why there's two of them back there. Because yeah. one's emergency and one's the, the regular. But it, they, during certification process, they're supposed to show that one will keep it pressurized. And it, just like they say that one engine will do it too, that's not true either. Yeah. I think the, the, the good learning of that, it was, it, it was, it was really minimal drama. There, it, it was nothing. It was. That's why you buy a jet. That's exactly why you buy a jet. And <laughs> I've had plenty of engine failures. I always had another one. And, and, and the oxygen mask, that EOS mask, is right there. Yeah. And the answer is, the most important thing is, don't screw around with this. Assume it's real. Put the damn mask on. Well, right? yeah, because there's no harm, no foul. No yeah. harm, no foul. You, now you know you're thinking clearly, unless you didn't plug it in. Yeah. My, I was I was good. I plugged that baby in, but it but it but it was another yet again good reminder. Don't panic. Just take yeah. a deep breath. You know, yeah. The plane's flying. I'm at thirty thousand feet. I'm coming down. They know I'm coming down. I'm I'm going home. It's yeah. all good. I've said it a thousand times. Uh, you know, it's the the when we see things go sideways in the sim or the airplane, it's because an aviator's just moving too fast. Yeah. You know, he's not. Well, that's he my problem. You know just, this. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. slow down and, and just think about it for a second. And, yeah. and and also too, do what they tell you to do. Don't make up your own stuff. When you start making up your own thought process, I mean, I can't imagine standing in front of an insurance company explaining to them why I didn't do what was on the checklist and I no. decided I knew better. That's not going to go well. You know, no. I don't care who you think you are. It's not going to go well. The feds won't care, but the insurance company's going to care. Yeah. They're going to say, well, enjoy your new, you know, home theater. Because <laughs> that's what you have now, your new planter bed. <laughs> Good luck with the new begonias. Go, that's right. Go out and wax it. Yeah. Go out and wax it. Pretend it runs. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> sort of. But the but the re, I mean the real life stuff is and that's by far the the best learning experiences because as you you know now that you see a pressurization failure it's going to be a non-event oh, because yeah. it's now you know it's not you know you're not going to die. No, you're not going to die. Not, you might have in the Meridian. <laughs> it was close. It's, it's, I, <laughs> that might have killed you. Oh, it was awful. That was, and that was, was that was at night. Blue. Yeah, that was, was at night. No, no. Over the Sierras. Single engine. Single oh, engine. We're at, yeah. at 28,000 feet, and Blue started whining. He was whining. I'm like, what's wrong with Blue? And Jim goes, you better go back and see what's going on. I go back and sit next to him. Kaboom. Yeah. Wow. So he heard something. 
Interesting. It was very weird because he doesn't want. That's the best co-pilot ever. He was. <laughs> so I was back there on the floor of the plane with Blue hanging on to him going, yeah. no oxygen mask, we're going to go down. Yep. So No drama. It was no, no drama. He got it down. It was great. But I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> so three. your partner there, three plus. I'd like to talk about that airplane. Oh, my goodness. That's I fabulous. Haven't, I haven't been up with him yet. Um it but looks, you've seen the airplane, though. I've seen the airplane. Yeah, yeah in fact, they're was, gorgeous. Vicky and I, 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 I felt sad for him. I, so after all this drama to get it home and get it all back, and yeah. it brings it back into our home base in Hayward. And I thought, God, I, there's nobody there to say hi to him when he flies his plane in. So Vicky and I go down to the airport. <laughs> Somebody needs to spray some water over that. Oh, thing. man. So we did. We so I went and bought a big, expensive bottle of scotch. Beautiful. And went yeah. down there, and I'm standing on the ramp when he comes in. I've got the picture with him, you know, thumbs up in the cockpit. <laughs> and uh, what a beautiful piece of oh, equipment. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is a home run. That yeah. is a home it run. It is really. And, and it really, unless, unless you just absolutely positively have to go to London nonstop, you know, there's just nothing like that airplane. We've got uh, we've got three of them in the hangar with us at Meridian, and they are just they're breathtakingly beautiful planes. Yeah. And uh, but the one is what I need right now. I uh, no, I agree. I agree. And then you know, there's a little bit of a price tag associated oh my with the three plus. <laughs> it's a little different ball game. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful plane, but it is more than three x, probably four x yeah, yeah. the price. Yeah. You know? And yeah, maybe it's all worth it, but at the end of the day, the one is awfully yeah. darn good. Especially if you just don't need it for the missions, you yeah. know. And I, I don't mind stopping. No, I don't either. Oh, no. Unless don't the either. weather's terrible, I don't mind stopping. Yeah, it's all good. And that's justification to ourselves. Yeah, get out, stretch your legs. Drop off some puppies. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so you'll continue to do the dog stuff, I hope. Oh, yeah. We will. In fact, we're doing uh, some more dogs to uh, probably to Miami. We're taking a breeder dog home, in fact, from here in Carlsbad. On Friday. On Friday. Excellent. That'll go home to uh, to be part of their breeding program up in Santa Rosa. And so uh, she's going to come on board with Blue and Vicky and uh, ride home with us. Excellent. Blue was going to be Yeah, he's, he's, he's a lover. <laughs> he, he loves other dogs. By the way, for those of you who can imagine this, he's curled up in one of these incredibly expensive antique airline <laughs> seats, all leather. Yeah, but he's and, furry. Curled up in a he's ball. He's curled up yeah. in a ball enjoying life. So well, like, it is a little cold in here. I don't blame him. He's like, oh. He's, he's a spoiled brat. <laughs> he's a spoiled dog. Very spoiled. Well, thanks for guys for coming out and doing this again. I, like it I said, we, we've now fun. we've now initiated you to co-host. So at this point, we'll just, I gotta uh, tell you, and nobody would come in with the COVID stuff. I, I sent a bunch of requests out, and nobody was interested. Hey, we've had our first. This is vaccines. this table's more than six feet apart. Yeah. By the way, we've oh, yeah. had vaccines. We've, we've had oh, brilliant! Vaccine. Yeah, this is the virtue brilliant. of being old. We may be uninsurable, but we. <laughs> well, we we've all had it. So <laughs> two thirds of this company got Has blasted with it. Oh yeah, we all yeah. got nailed. Well, pilots are. They just dragged it in from you know from wherever they came from and we all went down hard and it was what three different times it ran through here and we just got obliterated so you know, you know we had Mark, a couple get really sick you so know everybody made it but there was yeah. one guy that was really touch and go we were really worried some one of our senior check airmen yeah, yeah some, our yeah. senior check airmen he was in the icu they, they didn't put him on a ventilator but they were damn close and you know once the ventilator happens ooh, it goes down know, real quick it doesn't you know part well. Part of what the, and this is not meant to be political, but the part of the reality of this last 12 months has been how hard it's been on businesses that depend on um, the customers you guys have. I can't believe how bad it's been for us to be in California, though. I mean, it just, we got annihilated. And we had plenty of 142 companies, too, that recovered almost instantly, you know, that are already um, just trugging along really nicely with all the exemptions and such, you know, starting to to pitter out. Um, we were not one of them. 
I mean, it was just it was horrifying, just absolutely horrifying. And now we've got you know we've got the new sim. Hopefully getting certified here in the next couple of days. So fingers crossed that that's gonna that's gonna go well. Uh, the five sixty XL. So we're we're pretty excited about it. Um, and you know even in this environment we're trying to press forward and we're starting to see some recovery now. We're finally and I think California we all of the restaurants and hotels just went uh, fuck it let's <laughs> just open up I gotta tell just you. we'll take the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know and it, I don't know why it took to the second lockdown because when we got the second lockdown and everybody did it. I was just astonished. I was like, are you guys kidding me? Just say no. Just don't do it. I mean, it's obviously already been proven that the mitigation techniques are working if Uh, that's the case. Outdoor restaurants, give me a break. Give me a break. Six to eight feet apart. Yeah, look, our our California. Well, certainly not in Montana. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't buying that. We always sell us hamburgers here, and you're coming inside (laughs) for your hamburger. Right. <laughs> well, listen. I, as you you guys know, I'm I'm deeply a fan. You've made it possible for me to fly a plane I would have only dreamed about five years ago, or even two years ago. Happy and and it feels like you're part of a family here, which is agreed. Uh, there are other big training outfits that probably do wonderful jobs, but I got my. They own. may not let their your dog sit in their chair. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Probably so not. that's going to be our new motto. We'll let your dog sit in our chair. We'll let your dog We're fine sit with it. Chair. We're good anyway, with it. Keep, keep up the great work. I'm about two or three months out on my yet again 6158, but We're you never know. Well, maybe it. we could supplement it with, a, with an upset recovery I... since the FAA won't need you to do it. We can yeah, supplement because it'll be worth it. I'm telling you. You'll I be would love to. So. Well, fingers crossed I can get this project done. That'd be cool. All right, man. Jim, Vicky, Blue, thanks for coming out again. Yeah. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Thank you. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, we actually have a dedicated email set up for uh, any comments, concerns, hate mail. You know, bring it. We don't mind. Uh, I know I say I'm a lot. I know I smack my lips. But by all means, anything else that you have to say, podcast at loft.arrow. That's podcast at loft.arrow, no.com. And uh, we will field your comments and respond accordingly.